We've been talking about this day for months. The transfer portal is open. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much making Lockdown Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Monday, Lindsey Crosby of AuburnDaily.com, also the host of Lockdown MLB Prospects. We've been talking about this day for forever, Lindsey, both in the hypothetical sense, both in the sense of opportunity, maybe a little nerves over the past few weeks with how the coaching search went in some people's eyes. But regardless, today's the day. The transfer portal is open. I can't wait to see what this new era of college football looks like. And if you remember what Hugh Freeze said on College Game Day, he is aware that like you, we need talent out of this portal. We need to bring in players. His focus, the the just about the only thing he's done since he's gotten here has been just relentlessly recruiting. Which I think he's already talked to more high school coaches than the last guy did. Uh, That's probably but, true. Yeah, but uh, he is well aware as well. I'm sure that there are signs up in the football facility. There are. Like all hands on deck right now. Now that you're bringing in coaches finally to get in the portal, uh, get talk to guys and figure out who can you bring into Auburn to make this roster better. Because there's a lot of spots you need to bring guys in to make this roster better. I think it's awesome how you're seeing pictures of Hugh Freeze and Carnell Williams all over the place. They they went and got breakfast at a at a popular spot in Montgomery. They were seen talking with a future star running back Jeremiah Cobb. Uh, there were pictures of them talking to to coaches and players at the Super 7, which was at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Mm-hmm. You, you saw them on college game day. You never really felt that with the last guy. And, I mean, reports, I've referred to this a million times, but reports of, you know, from national media members, like 20 minutes after he got the job, he was he was already recruiting. He was on the phone with with recruits. And so it's just the guy wakes up and thinks about it. And that's that's how you become good or great at anything is you wake up and you think about it. And I think this guy wakes up and he thinks about talent acquisition. Uh, there's been a few uh, there's been a few reports of him offering. I think it was like an offensive tackle from Rhode Island. I think I saw Keith Niebuhr tweet that out. And it's like, good. Get involved with as many transfers, as many offensive linemen, as many guys as possible, because Lindsay, this roster is about to look totally different over the next few weeks. It absolutely is. And the hard part of this is offensive line is like the hardest position to get guys from SEC caliber guys from, you know, right. out of the portal, right? Like there's so few guys. There's not many of them yeah. that are good and everybody's going after them. But uh, I think everyone's aware, both players and fans and coaches and everybody, that Auburn has a lot of work to do. That a lot of the guys that they ran out there last year, uh, different situations, whether the offensive line, uh, whether it was at wide receiver, whatever, either aren't going to be there for one reason or another, like the entire offensive line graduating now that they are just about retirement age. Um, yeah. and Or you need to go out and get a clear upgrade if you want to be competitive in the SEC. And so today is like the day one. Obviously, legally, nobody could commit before now. Nobody could say, this is where I'm going. But now that the portal is officially open, you can start to see guys coming in. I don't still don't think we'll have anybody sign like on Monday. I don't expect somebody to sign on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, uh, especially when there's not a, an offensive coordinator, not a defensive coordinator named yet. 
but you're getting offensive line coaches in, you're getting defensive line coaches in, you're getting pieces together. Uh, and I think you'll start to see some of this stuff shake out, which of Auburn's guys are going to enter the portal because that always does happen as well. And uh, who are you going to bring to the plane? Curious to see how many folks enter the portal because you look at it and the big names that we heard, right, were Auburn's three receivers that entered the portal. Landon mm-hmm. King being the biggest of those, Tavares Dawson and Zevion Capers. And Lindsay, I think it's telling that all three of those guys removed their names from the portal uh, before they really had to. I think there's different reasons why somebody would do that. I think the one, look at Arkham's Razor, the, the most likely option is probably, um, probably the reason. And it's like, well, they didn't appear to seem too happy with the old regime. They're probably excited about playing in Hugh Freeze's offense. And also... Um, they probably want to be guaranteed a spot on this roster. If they stay in the portal and Auburn goes out and gets more receivers, they may not be kind of welcome back. So I think that's going to be a good sign of things to come over the next few weeks. And look, a lot of Auburn fans that are against what Hugh Freeze has to say, um, I think they need to look at stuff like that. I think they need to look at the fact of like, oh, players that weren't happy here before are happy here again. Um, hmm. I think that's telling. Yeah, it's that's the big thing. You 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 touched on it, but not having a spot. The thing that we don't talk about with the transfer portal enough is how many more guys enter it than there are spots at Power Five teams yes. or at D one schools. And so a lot of players enter the portal thinking I'm going to go from an SEC school to a Big Twelve school, and then it ends up they don't have a spot in a Power Five and they're in a G five or they're having to drop down to FCS or something like that. And so I think it's telling that these guys, even with the uncertainty of we don't have an offensive coordinator coordinator yet, uh, for the receivers, they may not even have met their new position coach yet, but they they have enough promise about what Hugh Freeze could do for them if they can get on the field that they're willing to risk it to come back versus looking for something better. I think that is telling, and I think that kind of lends some more credence to the report's that we put out earlier in the year. And I think, I mean, I actually wrote one of these stories about guys having to enter the portal just because they wanted to redshirt this year, even though they didn't necessarily want to leave. I think this kind of shows that no, the reporting on that was probably right. I got a little bit of flack and pushback on that. I think the reporting was pretty right. It died down pretty quick though. I think that died down pretty quick. um, Once more people kind of saw like, Oh yeah, that, that was happening. So yeah, We'll see. Uh, But in regards to like the receiver room and those guys coming back, I think it's telling because Auburn's receiver situation isn't changing that much. And in fact, Jackson. Yeah, you're losing Shedrick Jackson, which like I don't really know how much of a loss that is. Like I love Shedrick Jackson. I I wish him well. Bo's cousin on campus. That feels like a thing you might want to have for a while. Nephew. Nephew, I think. Something like yeah, nephew, second cousin, something like that. I'm not sure, but he's at the reunion. Yeah. Right. Probably a very athletic reunion, too. Um, but yeah, so that that to me is pretty eye-opening. And I think some folks were a little concerned because you're seeing more and more recruits pull their commitment from Auburn. And I think with some of them right after he was hired or fired, uh, right after Harson was let go, you saw a few and it's like, okay, um, they were probably either committed to Harson or committed to a certain position coach that's no longer there which makes sense, right? Yeah, um, that happens. Auburn lost Hopkins, which 
is a bummer. Any receiver with the last name Hopkins, I, I'm all about. Like, let, let's try it. Let's try it. But like, you let go of Ike Killiard, right? Like, th that makes sense why you would lose a guy like that. Um, now, as time goes on and you lose more of them, I kind of wonder because surely Freeze is talking to all these guys, right? If he's that into recruiting, surely he started with the guys that are already committed. I just kind of wonder if there wasn't a mutual interest at, uh, at a certain point, but uh, we'll, we'll never know the answer to that. Yeah, there are, you know, again, another thing we don't talk about a lot. There are guys who maybe would be a take for one coaching staff and not a take for another. That works the other way around. Uh, yep. When Sean Judkins is a great example of a guy who wanted to come to Auburn, the previous regime didn't think he was a take. He went to Ole Miss and just ran all over the entire SEC. So, you know, there is differences in evaluation. Some of that may be mutual. Some of that may not be mutual. Some of that, I, I want to say Hopkins specifically said that he wasn't ruling out Auburn. Mm -hmm. he, like, he wasn't saying he wasn't going to come to Auburn. He just needed to see who was going to be the position coach, you know, learn some more information about the, the change in coaching staff before he, you know, reaffirmed his commitment to Auburn. And I understand and kind of respect that. Sure, sure. All right, you, you mentioned you mentioned Ole Miss running backs running all over the place. Um, who helped pave the way for him? And how does that help Auburn? Let's discuss that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. Lindsay, you love juicy meats. And our friends at Omaha Steaks, they offer the best, most prime juicy meats out there. Of course, the holidays are here. You grill a lot on the holidays, right? Right. I grill a lot all the time. My my go-to Saturday game day breakfast is steak and eggs. Love nice. it. And the best way to have steak and eggs, yes. get your steak from Omaha Steaks. That's right. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks, they put together a special curated gift package to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout get to get $30 off of your order. My wife and I ordered some of these this past week. Um, we are getting it later this week, Lindsay. I actually went and bought over the weekend some special knives um, to, to incorporate and really just take our meal to the next level at Omaha Steaks. But be, be sure over. to check it out. Yep, omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Locked on. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at the drugstore. It is the best locally owned pharmacy in the entire world. The owners are born and raised of uh, Auburn folks. I went to high school with them. They graduated from Auburn University, got their pharmacy degrees. They are running this thing. And you can tell they care about this community because they are from this community. They also have flu, pneumonia, shingle, tetanus vaccines available walk in any time. They've got an easy-to-use drive-through. They also have shipping delivery. If for some reason you can't make it out there, you're too busy, you can't get there while they're open, be sure to reach out to our friends at the drugstore, and they can help you get your medications that way. Also, BioLite and Liquid IV, they're available in store. So be sure to check out our friends at the drugstore. Just search the drugstore or check it out. It's on, uh, it's on North Dean Road in Auburn. Lindsey Crosby, our guest, as he is every single Monday. The Auburn Tigers have their next offensive line coach. Jake Thornton will be Auburn's next O-line coach. His ascension, Lindsey, we were talking about this before we clicked record. His ascension's been pretty impressive, right? In 2016, he was a quality control guy at Western Carolina. 2017, grad assistant in Alabama. Since spent two years at Tennessee Tech, a year at Garner-Webb, and then spent the last two seasons at Ole Miss. And you look at what Ole Miss has done on the ground and what their offensive linemen have done over the last two years, 
you got to like it. You got to like what he's been able to bring to that Lane Kiffin offense. There's a lot of similarities offensively with what Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze like to do. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it's a couple things stand out to me about this. And one, it's just how young he is. He graduated college in 2015. And within one, coached for a year. And then Nick Saban said, I want that guy. I yeah, want that's, that guy that's to what, come uh, here and help me. That's when I graduated from, from college. What am I doing? I Look I at that guy. So old. Yeah, right. It's like, man, I have totally underachieved if that's what he's doing. But like, that's the bar, like, yeah. Alabama and then Tennessee Tech for two years, Gardner Webb and then Old Miss. Last year, they put up like 500 yards of offense per game. I think they led the SEC in offense. And then they did. this yeah. year, just more of the same. And it's, we have a lot of work to do on the offensive line. We're losing a lot of pieces. Yeah. We are, a lot of guys had their, you know, their 17th and 18th years of eligibility. They are out. Uh, they have gone straight from Auburn starting lineup to the Social Security office. They are fill, filling that paperwork. Guys, I'm joking. And, and, and it looks like you're going to lose Keandre, Keandre Jones, which is a guy that has the upside. He didn't put it together this year, unfortunately. Good luck to him, whoever it may be. He did say he's not counting out Auburn, but I just, I would be surprised at this point. Maybe this hire excites him though when he comes back. Who knows? But, um, Lindsay, can I have permission to book, please? Uh, permission granted. Please book. Would you agree or disagree that one of the reasons we were so excited about the hiring of Lane Kiffin were the ideas of some of the players he would bring with him? True, yes. right? True. 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 Sure, Judkins was one of them. We're all assuming, yeah. But another, another uh, set of guys we were talking about were those two freshman tackles. They've got a lot of guys that have plenty of eligibility and one free transfer in them. Mm-hmm. What if, uh, you know, you, you got to think they were closer to Thornton than they were Kiffin. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And, and I mean, we all know that Auburn can pay them plenty more in NIL than, than Ole Miss can. And Auburn can give them a facility to practice in that doesn't have leaks in the roof. Everyone that. will agree with you uh, except for Ole Miss. Absolutely. Except for Ole Miss. Uh, somewhere out there, Stevens, Stephen Willis is screaming at his, at his phone right now. Uh, we love Stephen Willis. Yes, sure. Uh, but I think another underrated thing that we haven't talked about is getting Jake Thornton out of Ole Miss makes Ole Miss worse. And I think there's a small part sure. of the Kiffin hire that the re- part of the reason we were all excited about bringing in Lane Kiffin, other than somebody who could actually coach offense, unlike whatever those last people did, uh, but it also made another team in the SEC West worse. Mm, true. Yeah. And so this feels like the best of both worlds because you don't have to deal with all of the extra stuff with Lane. You don't have to deal with the tweeting. You don't have to deal with the constant questions about whether he's going to dip out for the NFL or whatever. But you can also take guys that work for him that are rising stars in the industry. Sure. And... To consequently make his coaching staff worse and possibly his roster worse. Kind of feels like the best of both worlds. I don't have to follow Lane on Twitter and we improve while they get worse. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah. No, I'm cool with that. And it's not Will Friend. I will give... Okay, hang on. I Co-OC I will, Will Friend, I'm much more okay with an offensive line coach Will Friend. I will defend Will Friend because the last four games of the year... 
He got into his bag. The play he did a was lot fine. of work. Yeah. And from what we've heard, and you've said this on the show yourself, from what we've heard, there were a lot of restrictions on sure. uh, coaches and what they could do, recruiting and things like that under the previous regime. So I'm willing, Will Friend showed us enough positive stuff in those four weeks. I'm willing to give him a pass and assume all of the bad stuff was the other, was the potato guy's fault and not his. It is wild that the O-line got better when he was fired. Find me a part of the team that got worse when he left. Like literally, I think everything about this team, whether it was the fans, whether it was the offensive line, the running game, I think everything other than like passing yards per game, I think everything else got better when yeah, but, yeah, he was but fired. The passing yards per game dropped, but one, Robbie was playing with like a hurt AC joint in, yeah. in his throwing shoulder. And two, like we finally like were able to get Tank Bigsby in space. Like so, uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're it's like right. it felt it, like it, the passing yards per game fell, but that might not have been a bad thing. No, total yeah. offense was better. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, it's one of those. I mean, I like the Jake Thornton hire for a, a couple reasons, um, but I'm excited about now you have this offensive line coach in place today on Portal Day. Happy Portal Day to all those who celebrate. That's right. Uh, Hugh Freeze, most specifically, have a great Portal Day, sir. We'll send you some small mistakes if you do well. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, now we have a chance to make this roster better. And that's what I'm ready because we know that is the position we need more than anything else. So the other position coaches, let's discuss them in just a moment, Lindsay, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. Simply Safe is the best way to protect your home this holiday season. Also, this is like the highest, this is the most likely time of year for somebody to steal from you. A lot of that has to do with these porch pirates thing where these people like walk down the street or drive down the street probably. And if they see like an Amazon package on your door, they'll go and get it. You have Simply Safe. You don't have to worry about that because you got these handy dandy doorbell cameras that you can access from your phone at any time. And the folks at Simply Safe, like they're constantly monitoring it. I don't know how they have the manpower to do this. I assume it's technology related, but it's incredible. It is incredible. They let you know when somebody's walking down your driveway. It, it's awesome. And you don't have to like get somebody to come install. You can just do it yourself. And it's like got an app and it's super easy to do. If I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss your chance to save big this holiday season on my favorite security system. Get 40% off. The new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Lindsey Crosby, our guest today. All right. So, other hires that we've seen so far Jeremy Garrett, the defensive line coach, he was at Liberty. So, Hugh Freeze bought, uh, brought him with him. And uh, I'm okay with that. I think that's fine. Recruits seem to like him, which is great which is very, very good. Once again, every hire that he makes, there will be thoughts on how it impacts recruiting. And we knew we were going to see him bring some guys with him from Liberty. Everybody that you talk to that is close to Hugh Freeze, Lindsay, they talk about how loyal he is, right? This guy's been through a bunch of stuff, whether it's deserved or not, whatever. That's not a conversation we're having today. He's been through it, and he's really valued the people that have stuck with him throughout this process. And this is one of them. More value, uh, more loyal. Hugh Freeze, Zach Blackerby, open for debate. So Jeremy Garrett, uh, Liberty's defensive line was very good, and I think people like 
the natural reaction for a lot of fans, when you hear that you're bringing a coach from Liberty, you're like, we can find somebody better. But listen, so shout out to Justin Ferguson, friend of the program, Auburn Observer. Go subscribe. $6 a month, $6 a year. Uh, okay. Tenth in all of FBS in line yards allowed. Fourth in line yards allowed on a standard down, a regular down. So not an obvious pass in a rushing situation. Fifth in sack rate. Third in total sacks in the country. Seventh in stuff rate, which is where you didn't you deny the offense the required yards on either first, second, or third down. Uh, 24th in opportunity rate, like 24th lowest. And so it is a very, very good defensive line. And both the coaching of that line and the talent acquisition of that line, that was Jeremy Garrett. Yep. So be happy with this hire. This is a very good hire. This would have been a good hire if Hugh Freeze wasn't coming to Auburn and you just went out and got Liberty's defensive line coach. Another young, up and like up and coming coach in the org- like in, in the world of college football. Yeah, I love that. And then they also brought in Liberty tight ends coach Ben Igamawa, I believe is how you pronounce it. I'm not Bless confident you. in that. Not confident at all in that. But um, there you go. Similar situation, right? Similar situation. The guy that um, that Hugh Freed's wanted to bring with him. Let's, let's call him Ben A. Let me tell you about a guy on, that he coached at Old Miss. Because he was at Old Miss with Hugh Freeze. This is a trend. These guys, Hugh Freeze is lord of these guys. They're good at their jobs. He keeps them around. 65 catches for 926 yards and eight touchdowns. You know what that, that is? Is that Evan Ingram? That is Evan Ingram's senior year at Ole Miss. Uh, Evan you mean, Ingram. You mean Landon King's 2023 stat line? Is that what you mean? 6'3", 227 was Evan Ingram. Landon King is 6'6", 227. So mm. imagine what you can do, what he can do with Landon King given an extra three inches of height if that's what he did with Evan Ingram and put him into the league. Yeah. Evan that's why playing. Landon King came back. Like Evan Ingram's still playing. He got me 11 points, uh, fantasy points on my bench yesterday. Like Evan Ingram's still like a relevant player in this league. And um, I love that. I absolutely love that. It is wild how similar they are, right? Cause like Evan Ingram, I didn't love him as a blocker at Ole Miss. He's put on some weight since he's been in the league, but um, there's a lot, there's a really good reason why a lot of people are comparing those two right now. And, yeah. and I, I think um, I think there's a reason why Landon King is coming back. I think there's several, as we alluded to earlier. That could definitely be another one. Yeah, like the physical comparison's very good. I love that. I love uh, picturing Landon King in that role, and I'm excited about what he might do uh, given that shot in the offense, if that's what he gets. But he, he's confident enough in the hire that he came back. He exited the portal and came back. So there's no way somebody who has like a great understanding of what a modern college football offense is doesn't use Landon King, right? Like there's no way. There's no way, right? I know we would have said that a year ago, but it's just like there's no way they don't use him, right? If you had told me that Auburn would play and throw to like five different tight ends in 2022 and that Landon King would have gotten one of those passes, I would not have believed you a year ago. And his one catch, that one target. Very good. It was an incredible play. And they're like, let's never use them again. Like, it's like, that went okay. great. Never try it again. It's it's almost like he was sit on the field and the directive was do not under any circumstances throw to him. And they yeah, did that, it. That, that's really what got TJ Finley in the doghouse. Yeah, that was that was the breaking point that for was TJ it. Finley. It's that like, was, that why was did you it. throw to Landon King? It's like. Coach, we converted a third and lock. I don't care. Yeah, ridiculous.
That was yeah. not what I drew up. I <laughs> wanted somebody with a neck roll that walked on to convert that for me. Sorry. <laughs> we'll move on eventually. No, but we're not. No. We're not there quite yet. Landon King is going to do great things. Listen, NIL gives you the opportunity to go out and get customized jerseys of these players. A Landon King college jersey may be worth something when he makes it to the league, guys. I'm telling yeah, you. So some some other hires we'll see. Um, T. Will um, is an obvious one that, that we said pretty early on. You're starting to see mm-hmm. more and more people say that it does seem like there's mutual interest there. That's exciting. Um, I'm seeing some Charlie Weiss Jr., um, who's the OC at Ole Miss right now. I've seen his name a few places as a potential OC hire. We'll see. Um, also, Der- Derek Nix. Who? Grant Hurd for wide receivers. That would be fantastic if it happened. Seen that one. I've seen Derek Nix as maybe a co-OC role, um, possibly coaching quarterbacks or wide receivers. We'll see how all that plays out. But still, yeah. I'm a little surprised coordinators aren't done yet. Um, I'm more surprised the defensive coordinator's not done yet. The offensive coordinator, to me, feels like the job is really to recruit because Hugh Freeze has the ability to call the offense if that's what he chooses to do. Now, yeah. he, he talked about, he thought some of the games that had reached out to him, some of the big-name coaches who had reached out to him to come work here, that they could help him on a lot of the game calling, and the only thing he really could could improve what they did on was red zone. But Hugh Freeze having the ability to call the offense himself means I kind of feel like you want to prioritize the defensive coordinator. Again, it's kind of the head coach of the defense because Hugh Freeze isn't touching that. Yeah, I mean, it's like what Rhett Lashley did here, right? Like, you're essentially just a glorified OC coach or QB coach Yeah, if you're the the OC. You're a a recruiter and glorified, which, you know, nothing against Rhett Lashley, fantastic hair, wish him nothing but the best. But, yeah, I mean, it's when the head coach is an offensive guy, that's one of those situations where you're you're not – you're not superfluous, but you're not as essential as most offense coordinators would be. Yeah, yeah. Right, Lashley could put down a breakfast buffet, too. I've seen Ooh. him put down many a plates. So, there we go. Uh, Lindsay, how can people find you, hear you, love you, all that stuff, buddy? I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. My show, Locked in MLB Prospects, is available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. You can find the writing, auburndaily.com, and the merch, aushirts.com. Yeah, there's an AU, there's a shirt at AUShirts.com portal season. It is officially portal season. I'm going to put the link to that shirt in the episode description down below. Be sure to check that out. Um, it supports both of us here if you do such a thing. You can find all of my written work at AuburnDaily.com as well. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.